0: there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into to Sins Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about Ravage the Dark by Tara Sim, the sequel and conclusion to Scavenge the Stars, which set us on this journey of retelling the tale of the Ken of in a very unique and gender-bent way that I personally very much appreciated because it was something new. I mean, we as readers, you know, I guess Revenge, the TV show is a, a version of The Count of Monte Cristo, um, kind of like the story. You know, it is gender-bent. Uh, it does follow that kind of same formula now that I'm thinking about it, but it's still very different and still very fresh. And I think if you're a fan of the show Revenge, if you're a fan of the show, um, not, rev- not show, if you're a fan of the book, The Count of Monte Cristo, and you like The Count Retellings, I watched an anime version of it that was, Absolutely spectacular. Um, Highly recommend, and it followed the book so closely. If you're a fan, I think you're really going to enjoy this series because it does have that heart. It does have the heart that um, Alexander Dumas really incorporated into his storytelling. And Tarasim does that, but she does it in a very unique way to make it her own as well. And that's why I think I really like this novel, especially, Ravage the Dark. Because... She started the formula the way the formula should be started. You know, if you're going to do a kind of Monte Cristo retelling, you kind of have to use a specific formula, and that's the same for any retelling. If you're going to do a retelling, it has to have certain elements in the storytelling. That happens here, and that's what I think is very powerful. That's what I think is very compelling about it, the fact that we have it here. It's within our grasp, and... And it really does showcase readers something very interesting. So, you have the formula. She does the formula very well. But what she does is she takes this formula and she puts her own spin on things. She's creating a mystery here. We have these counterfeit coins that were introduced in the first novel. They're introduced by Boone, by Amaya, by Mercado, uh, Keo's father, right? We have these coins, you know, they're being spread throughout um, the country. And Amaya doesn't really know it at first, She does not discover. It's just like Boone lied to me about everything, and he did. Uh, There's a reason for it. We do get to discover that reasoning in this story. We do know that he was involved with her parents. So it's a really nice, interesting twist to the storytelling right there. And what's more is the alchemical composition of these coins is causing the devastating ash fever that there's no cure for. So, this band of misfits—you know—they've Amaya and her friends. Um, they need to take down Boone. Their goal is to find Boone, find the source of the benefactor, to say, so to say, so to speak. They have to find the source of the counterfeit coin so that they can stop it. They need to bring a stop to it. Um, and. For KO, he is going with them because where they're going, they have treatment for ash fever. They do have a treatment. It's not a cure, but it is a treatment, and he will do anything to save his sister. You know, he's the last thing. I mean, she's the last thing that he really cares about because his father is a dick. He lost his mother, and he's been lost, um, floundering since the death of his mother, you know, losing himself in drinking, losing himself in gambling. He is a lost soul, much like Amaya. And I think that's what draws these two characters together. But having two lost souls together, it's going to have some tension because they're not over their pain. You know, Amaya's not over her pain. He's not over his pain. And until they come to peace with their pain, until they learn to put it behind them, they are not going to be able to be together. There, And this novel highlights this, you know. There are times where they... Sort of make an effort to be with one another, but it doesn't go exactly according to plan because then there's distress between them. Again, she did lie about her her identity. Um, her goal was to destroy him, basically, so that she he could she could get back at his father. And so it's really interesting to see their dynamics. It's really interesting to see them evolve and grow and. Kind of put back their brokenness you know it's like they're both broken and they're both gluing each other together while they're also gluing themselves together it's a really nice imagery to see them grow and really just challenge each other and support each other as well and that's what really does make it a very, very compelling story. Seeing these two characters just kind of flesh out and become more. And that's why I liked it. That's really key here for the storytelling. And to see this mystery um, kind of evolve, it, it, it feels very organic. It feels like a very organic, very natural evolution to the story but it's also unpredictable. At the same time, you don't know what's going to happen next. It's a very, it very much keeps you at the edge of your seats. Lots of red herrings, lots of misdirection, so you don't know what's going to happen next. It is very unsuspecting. It is very unpredictable, and that's what makes it compelling. You know, those elements together create a wonderful story you know, and the fact that it feels so very natural and organic is also very compelling as well. So I have to say this was a very impressive conclusion to the series. I'm so glad. Uh, I want to thank the publisher for giving me a- an advanced reader's copy to read and review. Absolutely adored it. Um, the tr- the duo- duology... It's so well written. Uh, The characterization is so layered in depth and realism and it really does make the characters relatable because you see their pain. It's sad, but you do. You do see their pain and you can relate to them. So, I'm going to go ahead and give Ravage to the Dark 4 out of 5 stars. It was a very good novel. Highly recommend this series, especially once again if you are a fan of The Count of Monte Cristo and a fan of that TV show Revenge. It is very well done. If money's tight, please check out the book from your local library. If not, please remember to purchase from your local online bookstore, online book retailer, or your local bookseller. All I ask is that you avoid Amazon because they get enough business as it is. They don't need more. (laughs) And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, sharing with all your book loving friends and subscribing to it. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform for $1 a month. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.